Hi, I'm Tommy from Dozer. And I'm Frederick from Dozer. And you are watching The Heavy Galaxy Show. the uh the thing here we'll do a just a we don't have to do no big intro kind of deal mr what arthur i don't get a big c. intro what the fuck arthur c. Yeah, no you gotta give arthur <laughs> a all right all right where's all right my big intro. Dun, dun, intro where's my you gotta fucking put in theme song dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you already got one <sighs> cool there it is all right heavy galaxy show we are back with another episode and our guest come on now today coming to us from <laughs> The desert in Southern California. We got Mr. Arthur C. from Unita. What's going on, Arthur? Come on now. Hey, guys. What's going on, man? Yeah, out here in the dirty desert. Low desert. Not the high desert. Wow. Low desert. What's the difference between the low and the high? You know what? Everybody thinks that all of us music shit started in the high desert or something, but it, it didn't. It was in the low desert. The, low, the difference is about 40 minutes. Like, low okay. deserts, Indio, all the way up to Palm Springs, Indio, La Quinta, Palm Desert, Bermuda Dunes, Indian Wells, Rancho Mirage. Cathedral City, Palm Springs. So when you go up this the 62, that takes you like, uh, you know, 45 minutes, whatever, and you go up towards the high desert. So that's where you get Morongo Valley, Yucca okay. Valley, Joshua Tree, uh, 29 Palms, Wonder Valley, etc. But, you know, there is a difference of elevation, low and desert, high desert. Is that where the aliens are? Um, that's this week, I think, or next week. They, they do like an alien fucking uh, that Stefan Papanopoulos guy, whatever the hair from Ancient <laughs> Aliens. He comes and speaks. I don't know, Sam. He's, they just saw. It's called Contact in the Desert. I want to go. I haven't gone yet, but I always miss it. Some fucking doing something. Well, I but suppose he has a lot of alien shit up there too. Yeah, I like aliens. I believe in aliens. You guys believe in aliens? I'm not. Uh, I'm not against believing in them. Let's put it that way. You know? How about this? Uh, do you think that it's possible and probable that um, there yeah. is? I mean, Absolutely. we'd have to be full of ourselves. We think that we're the only sentient, sentient life in the vastness sure. of space well, in the universe. You know, I I tend to agree with you. It's yeah. a weird topic to get the show started, but nonetheless, sure. an important one. If you think. I love that shit. If you because think if how vast in the next few days, weeks, 
some aliens you know there's, there's, like, there's gotta be that? something somewhere on top. and then they get into a whole like parallel universes or metaverses mm-hmm. it gets deep, it, gets deep. Yeah, it is i'm very aware of yeah i like rick and morty i watch a lot of rick and morty <laughs> i don't watch that though that's interesting all right oh watch it. it's brilliant it's fucking brilliant hell yeah you. hell yeah so arthur you need a I know you guys got a bunch of great festivals uh, coming up in the future here, including Ripple Fest, SoCal yeah. Heavy Jam. You got the Heavy yeah. Psych Song Fest in Germany. Yeah. So, man, just I guess start things off. Just fill us in what's going on with the band. What do you guys got going on? Um, I guess the hot topic is, uh, yeah, we did. So we did a, a European tour last October. Uh, went very well. I mean, it was tough. That was probably the hardest tour I've ever done. Just uh, there were so many hurdles we had to jump that hit us. Because you gotta think, there's like three years of tours trying to happen all at once right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or and then yeah. too, it's just like everybody's trying to go and trying to find a reliable vehicle, a reliable driver, and this and that. Like everything involved in touring is just you know kind of chaos. So we definitely right. felt uh, that chaos. Like we we had a van and driver, we had to get rid of them for multiple reasons. <laughs> oh, no. oh, dude, like insane! If you want to get deep into that. Um, not, we'll get in that a little bit, but so anyway, it went rad. Different, but it had challenges. Had major challenges, dude. There was nothing but ch- I, it was only like a three week tour. I think the first week and a half was just challenges Where'd every you go? fucking day. Where, uh, what Maybe? countries did you play? We did um, Italy, Germany, uh, fuck the UK. Uh, the Netherlands, Belgium, um, pretty much all over. I know I'm forgetting a couple, but uh, Denmark. Did I say that? No. Uh, so it was cool. I mean, it was like we did, you know, we had like one day off or something, two days off in the whole time. We did like 12 shows in a row. It was the longest stretch. Um, but it was cool. I mean, again, this was, you know, without John. Mm-hmm. Um, John's part of uh, we got this. Guy uh, Mark Sunshine singing. He was in Riot God, which is uh, a couple of guys from Monster Magnet. Mm-hmm. They did some stuff uh, a while back, and it all kind of started same thing with COVID. We had this whole European tour booked. I had this other guy singing, um, Dewey Bragg, who's a singer from Kill Devil oh, yeah. Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool dude. I've known him forever. We always talk about doing something together. And Nas, I'm a Nam. He's like, dude, guy. He's like, I got no, I can sing that. You need to shit. Yeah, you know what? How about fucking just let's just do that? And he's like, Yeah. And we got together. We did photo shoots. And we did, and it was badass. But then COVID happened, so we had to postpone it and postpone it again. You know, another year, another year. And then when it finally, it was kind of like not last minute, but the agents like, Hey man, these are all on. Let's do it. And I'm like, Oh shit, okay. So I hit him up, and like, he wasn't available to do it. He works at uh, he's in the union like me, stagehand stuff. So he's like an audio guy at the the Greek theater in L.A. Oh, OK, so he just got like, you know, promoted to head audio guy or whatever. Right. Um, and it was right in like their season. So, you know, that's tough. You know, I mean, that's a mm-hmm. that's a great gig. You know, it's union work. You get paid right. You get bennies. You know what I mean? So that's what I try to do. I plan my stuff around it where whatever I'm doing, I can fit it in. Um, so he couldn't do it. And I'm just like, man, I'm not going to cancel this fucking tour just because. So, um, a buddy of mine, he reckoned I'm doing my solo record too. He recommended Mark and I hit him up to do stuff on my solo record. 
because he's he's badass. Um, and I just hit him up. Hey, man, you around? You do anything? You want to do this European tour? Like, are you seeing all this shit? And he's like, fuck yeah. And then we did it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was simply, it's seriously, just like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to cancel it. You know, you need it might be five different singers. Like, who knows now? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just, I want to play the music and people want to hear the music. And that was one thing about that yes. tour that proved that people just want to hear the music. Of course, they love John, but everybody was stoked. And I'll have to say liked it even better. Because we went out there and annihilated every night. Like we went full, ah, you know. How you know long me, like, what? How long of set did you? Like, oh, we did the uh, hour fifteen, hour twenty, depending, hour and a half, just depending on the show and where we were at. And you know, some places yeah. it was more okay. That's your time frame, and some was like play all night if you want. Right. You know. And, and we played everything. We played all the old shit, you know. We played all the stuff off of Bessa uh, <clears throat> Wangro, all the Coyote shit. Nice. Um, so that was we want the whole thing of that tour. I'm like, that's it's been I don't know 100 years. Let's play all these songs. You know, we played songs that we never used to play. Like if only two, we never used to play. We played it in the early, like when we first wrote it. That era, we played it, and then we stopped playing it because you know it's like it's really high and hard, right? But Mark can pull that off. Yeah, he sure can. He can pull that oh. off every night. He did great in Vegas. Yeah. Um, you guys, they had you all obsessed in Mondo. Yeah. <laughs> that night. Great show. That great was show. A fucking fun night. Yeah, that was good And times. Uh, people, like, it's always the same thing, but some. They're like, fuck, I just wish it was John. I'm like, John doesn't do a lot of stuff. He's no. not far off retirement. So just, you know, he's just... Do what's just up here. He says it himself. Oh, I'm gonna retire. I'm yeah, retire. he's like, I'm just not gonna. He's not gonna retire, but yeah. so I tell, so I tell people, like, but you're gonna hear these songs live. Have you heard them live before? Yeah. Uh, is this, you know, and especially uh, some as yeah. we we stopped playing fucking hundred years ago, we were playing them now. Like anything that we didn't play because you know maybe john didn't want to do it or Mm -hmm. you know he doesn't like that song not doesn't like it but like say like if only it's a hard fucking song to do every fucking night totally you know so i get that um but now we're gonna do all those songs and we did do all those songs and people lost their minds every night when they heard because they totally that's what i was gonna say is when that show started kicking in and arthur gets his face is going <laughs> yeah. Fucking riffing faces and the beard's going wild, and uh, Mark starts singing. The rest is history. Like people really were like, oh, "Yeah, everybody know. was so." Because yeah. you know, at first, I was kind of nervous because getting back to that tour, like first show was in Madrid, no Barcelona. You know. I'm like, okay, we're flying a day early so we can get there, chillax. I ran into the loft, so be nice and comfortable. Everybody can calm down from the travel, walk around, have some tapas, a couple of drinks, chill out, have a show the next day. But even right from then, getting back to the logistics park, like we land. All right, cool. We're out here. Got our shit. Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, I check my emails. Van already broke down. Jeez. I got an email from the driver. Van already broke down. Uh, cause he was coming from France oh, no. and so he already had broke down. 
uh, he had already checked something out, and then he sort of did sort of down, and everything was great. And like, I get this because he was supposed to pick us up. I'm like, oh shit, okay, now just pick us up. Now there's something wrong with the van. Oh, okay, I'm like, you know, I have to deal with this. I'm like tour managing, and I'm like wearing too many hats. I'm like, all right, well, fucking okay, we're gonna yeah Uber to the loft, and I'm not gonna fucking worry about it. And let's chill out and da 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 da. And luckily, where I got the loft was like we could walk to the venue, so we had a nice night, chill out. Next day, dealt it. He's still not done. He's still, you know, it's getting repaired, whatever. Like, okay, now I'm getting worried. Like, what the fuck? So that first show, I was kind of like, oh, shit, man. All right. It's been a long time. It's a whole new guy. Um, Colin McCoy's on bass. Amazing guy. I love Colin. Thank God for him. He's he's badass and calm dude, too, that can roll with the punches as well. But I was like, man, is anybody going to come to this show? Fuck. But psh, it was packed. Probably three, 400 people. I'm like, cool. Nice. And stoked, oh. and I mean, going ape shit like stoked, singing all the songs, ah, you know, in your face, just like where you're like, awesome, awesome, cool, yeah. Everybody's super fucking like, ah, the new guy sounds good, yeah, he does just like, ah, ah. At, first, like <laughs> at, at first I was like, ah, oh, stop, John, fuck him, ah, but like, oh, he fucking, ah, John, yeah. yeah, that's cool, you know, yeah, die hard crazy, and, yeah. and then they kicked us out, and then it was a dance club, anyway. <laughs> and then the then the van finally shows up like uh Ugh. you know like four in the morning anyway. But uh what were we even talking about? I'm gonna go off tangents. So oh good, oh good, go nuts, man. You're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll go off on a I'll see a shiny squirrel over here and you know mm. I got di- I got diagnosed neural divergence, so uh <laughs> follow we're gonna go down some rabbit holes. Well, we'll, we'll follow the maze. We'll, we'll do it. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? When? Um, just quick. So, when did you decide? Like, you know what, man? Like, fuck this. You know, we're gonna go out and we're gonna do this. You know, with or without John. Years ago. Yeah. So you did. Okay. I decided years ago, but then it happened. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to do this a long time ago. Um, even before Dewey, which was you know that was just before COVID. Um. Cause I got tired of sitting around and not doing, we worked really hard on that music and mm-hmm. we worked really hard getting it out there. We worked really hard. We worked really hard and we got fucked. Not because of our stupidity. Yeah. We just got caught in the big machine. Yeah. The, in- the industry so which happens yeah. to a million bands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't regret that either because that definitely made me flip the switch and do more myself, know more, learn more. You know what I mean? Because it was at that era, it was like, okay, we got a manager. They're doing all that stuff. And we got this. I mean, I paid attention to everything. One thing I did really pay attention was like, sit with the lawyer and the contract and let's show me all this shit. I want to know all of this shit. Learn it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I paid attention to all that. And of course, in the studio, stuff like that. But just like, you know, the business stuff. Oh, you got this guy doing that guy. And you got this guy doing this guy. And I see that in a lot of, you know, older, not older, I guess maybe older. What do they call them now? Legacy bands? Yeah. Where they're mm-hmm. used to that. They have their team and the machine and, you yeah. know, doing everything for them. So it's kind of not that way anymore. And I've seen it in some bands that I've worked for. We're like, oh, they're still that way. Like, because they do side projects and they totally fucking fuck them up because they're used to having a team and they don't know what to do to get yeah. on and where they can have another side thing and make some money. But they botch it because they don't have a clue of you know, everything that you need to learn anyway. So 
So you got the van driver. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude. Um, but anyway, when I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and uh, I just I told Mike and Cena, I'm like, you know, I text John, hey John, let's let's meet up, let's talk. And we went up uh, to Morongo and, and met with them and just explained to them, hey man, you know, I get where you're at, you're doing your solo thing, that's cool, more power to you. We want to play these songs, we want to do this music, we want to go do Unita with this other singer. You know, and he was cool about it. He's like, well, I'm not I'm not out of the band, but yeah, go ahead. You have my blessing. I get it. Go do it. Um, so that's when it started rolling with Dewey. Time frame didn't work out. Now, Mark. Um, I mean, I should have done it way before then, but I don't know. And so it, it happened now. And that's cool. Yeah, it's great that it's happening now. Mark's on the other side of the country. Yeah, so, that's a little because uh, we're planning stuff right now. We're going back to Europe in October. Um, we have the shows in September. That's a little more difficult, but it's just adult planning. Like, all right, let's fly <laughs> you in yeah. this day. Let's rehearse these days. Let's record because yeah. we have a bunch of new stuff. Let's record these days. You know what I mean? Can you get that off or whatever? And all, you know, as long as he can, you know, financially, like anybody else, you know, we all have to pay the bills pull it off cool let's do that so it's a little more planning it's an ideal where we can like just jump on a show or something because you know he's down the street and like all right let's go right. it's a little more uh, but you know it hasn't it's not a big deal yeah it's the complete opposite side of the country but that's all right <laughs> it's jersey yeah jersey totally jersey i like mark i'm not gonna hold it against him he's an eagles fan yeah 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 as yeah. a Cowboys fan but you know now you guys, I think, have had more bassist than Spinal Any Dead band in drummers. the world. Absolutely. <laughs> Spinal Dead drummers. I want to make a shirt. I want to make a shirt and list everybody because there is so many. Should we list them right now? Yeah, let's go over okay. a few of them. Or all so of let's them, go right? way back. So a little tidbit of news. You need a, I found, I have, I've had, we did these four songs before we were even called Unita. We were called 13. And we did them in Monkey Studios where we did the other two Unita records um, with Steve Feldman. And I finally dumped those two-inch tapes digitally, had them mixed. So we're going to release that with Ripple here pretty soon, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, like I mean, nobody's ever heard these songs. And they're cool. I mean, this is like beginning, beginning. Like, they're I'm tuned so low. I don't think – I don't even know what I tuned to. I was learning them. I'm like, what the fuck did I even tune to? How old were you? It's like – Turned down the pie or something. It was it's weird. Anyway, it, it's cool stuff. But how old were you? Arthur? That was ninety seven. How and old was how I then? I was twenty seven. Twenty seven. So how did you and John link up? Uh, me and Mike Cancino. We've always played. We had a band uh, back in the day, high school out of high school. Um, and the same thing, like. Eddie, who was in House Broken Promises, he was our bass player. He bailed. He split. We didn't have a band anymore. It was actually Eddie and Mike's brother, Chad. Um, it was called Magic. <clears throat> um, but Eddie bailed, moved away, all that kind of shit. And Mike's brother, he does all the Latin stuff. So I think he went and did, uh, I forget what band, Ray Camacho or something. That's like a popular guy. Anyway, so me and Mike sitting around just, you know, that age drinking. You know, this is like our mid twenties 
So we're, you know, we were jamming, but mostly we were just, you know, doing what you do in your mid twenties, going out every night, drinking, having fun. We would jam, but we weren't really serious. And like, I remember when I turned 27, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, all right, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to do this, I need to do this now. And I told Mike, same shit. Hey, dude, if we're going to do this, we need to do this now. I'm like, all right, you're a drummer. Cool. I'm a guitar player. All right, cool. We need a fucking singer. We need a fucking singer. We're a singer. And I'm like, what about that Caius guy? Because Caius just broke up, you know. <laughs> you know, you know, you know that dude? He's like, oh, no, yeah, yeah. Because we liked him. We, all, we, we liked Caius. It's like, you know, I, I always thought he was a great singer. I'm like, I, I'm going to fucking get a hold of that Caius guy, man. What the fuck? Who do I know that knows him? <laughs> and my ex at the time knew his girlfriend at the time. So I called my ex. Hey, man, you know, da, 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 can you like send a, relay a message? You know, this is pre-fucking internet even. This is like 96. Right. This is probably 96. 95, 96, seriously. Because they broke up at 95, now, so this is probably 96. But did they do slow burn before you guys? Yeah, or no? yeah, yeah. That's when they just started doing slow burn. Oh. And I sent the message, and she called his girlfriend, and she told him. And then we talked, and I'm like, hey, man, we're going to – because me and Mike were jamming with a buddy – and there was like this pool hall in Cathedral City, you know, we were going to jam there just instrumentally. I say, hey, man, come out and check it out. See if you dig it. If not, we'll jam. If not, eh, no worries, man. We'll have a beer. It's all good. And we were writing like different kind of stuff, heavy, you know, whatever you want to call it. Stoner, this, the Sabbath. We kind of went back to our roots, I guess, because me and Mike's. The other band, Magic, like we were fucking Racer X meets Ozzy, Bark of the Moon era, fucking meets Pantera with some white zombie and shit. Like we were fucking shredding, and fucking, yeah. you fucking sweet picking and every song six minute long. So, I mean, we had a little dream theater in there, too. And <laughs> it was cool. It was like, dude, Mike Varney. That's why every time I see Mike, Mike Varney, you don't even know because that's all we listened to at that time. <laughs> And then we didn't do shit. And then we started doing this. Like, we kind of went back, like, it's fucking Black Sabbath. And, you know. Anyway, he came out, saw us play, dug it. We started jamming. That's when he was doing Snowburn. So we would jam. And we jammed like that, just me and Mike, for like a year. You know, just fucking around, drinking, jamming, drinking, jamming, just, you know, making tapes, just, you know, recording the things. And then those, these four songs that we're going to put are actually the tail end of that those are the ones we liked and we're actually like hey let's record these and we recorded them um but then yeah that's when he was doing slow burn and then started you know they were doing more um before he left that to focus more on unita but it was cool man we had fun we would just talk music and listen to music and jam and drink you know this is mid 90s Late night, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, you have such an interesting story with uh, the different releases along the way. You were, you had a great split you were on. Who was that with? Dozer. Dozer. Who just yeah, made a we great just, comeback. We just got that back too from that label. Yeah, that was a little bit of a battle. Not a battle per se, but you know, there's a lot of emails. Um and we had to have a lawyer send some emails. Because they never paid us, like, ever. Wow. Because it was oh. Meteor City, that guy Jad, and then he sold mm. it to the all of all his heavy store guy, mm. Dan. Mm. And, 
and uh, you know, in all that nonsense, it's yeah. And it just you know, got I've, caught in the wasp. But I've been no... I've been battling like, hey man, let's get all this under control. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Because it's just sitting there in kind of la la land. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, and I've been talking to this guy too. I, you know, emailed him like a, a few years, a couple of few years ago. Hey, man, what's going on with this record? I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen a report. I haven't seen any money. I'm sure it's selling, even if it's a couple of bucks. I haven't seen anything. Right. Um, he's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, man. Uh, you know, we're through divorce. Wah, wah, wah. Um, <laughs> I mean, sorry, but that's, not my I fucking problem. Yeah. You know, exactly. I, sorry, yeah, bud, but like, duty, yeah. You have, those are my kids. Like, what the fuck? I, I'm sorry for you. Like, whatever. Um, give us the, and I told, I told him just on my own, like, hey, man, just, how about you just give us the record back? Oh, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm giving the records back to everybody. I'm like, okay, cool. But he wanted to like keep the digital. I'm like, dude. No. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Wait, I, no. Just give us the whole thing free and clear. Technically, you already breached all this shit. You haven't sent a fucking quarterly anything. You haven't paid a dime. Like, let's just call it a day. You guys made money off us. You guys played made plenty of money off us. You know, they built that label, Meteor City, and all off the backs of the first thing they put out was a Caius bootleg. And they gave John like 10 of them or 20 of them or some shit. And that's how that label got all that money to start. You know, I'm sure none of those guys got any money, but that's how Meteor City started. They bootlegged the Caius. It was like a live show in Austin or something, and they bootlegged it and put it out, and that's where they got a bunch of money. Then they did our record, which that's all a good amount. They made a shit ton of money there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good split, though. Yeah. Well, of course. Like Nebula and someone. Absolutely. They they made money, and that's how they got it all good. Anyway, so I'm just like, hey, dude, just give it. And then he wouldn't do it. And. I'm like, hey, John, it's kind of, and then we had to get a lawyer. And oh, he was cool. It was just like a nice letter, like, hey, man, let's just uh, call it a day on this. And he's like, oh, well, yeah. I need to check uh, the contract. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure. And, but, you know, the little bit of like yeah. nice, lawyer nice lawyer that. email, mm-hmm. uh, we got it back. And then we're going to re release it through Ripple with some added stuff awesome yeah 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 just stuff like that it it, i know that's not even the biggest adventure you're going through or have gone through because no the history behind the unreleased album is so crazy yeah Uh, i've obviously gotten versions and stories all over the place including from you and even have talked to john about it uh here and there and so and, and Rick Rubin was involved yep. <laughs> as well, which yeah. is just wacky. He signed so, us. What, yeah. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that era. Uh, I mean, Anita was, and then what was happening then? Well, we were, we were being, we were doing our own thing. We did that Wayne Go record, which is from Heat. Wayne Grow is a character in Heat. Anyway, we watched Heat a lot, a lot at that time. <laughs> um, Jesus. <clears throat> And we were we put that out. Then we put out the coping record, Man's Ruin. Sad. Frank Kozik passed away. That's a fucking super yeah. bummer. I mean, you know, he started the careers of a lot of bands. You know what I mean? Um. So we were doing our own thing, ourselves, going to Europe, playing and doing really well. So I remember we played. Uh, 
We played CBGBs. We were in New York for something. One of those fests, foundations, fests. I don't know. Somewhere in New York. Something. We're playing CBGBs for one of those, you know, they used to have those like foundations forum things or whatever. You know, kind of like South by Southwest, but it was in, CMJ, right? CMJ. CMJ. One of those, it was yeah. in New York. So we're there. We played CBGBs. Fucking awesome. We played CBGBs twice. And I remember this. We played. We killed. It was awesome. It was packed. I mean, it's not hard to pack that place, I guess. Ah. <sighs> And this like suit guy comes up. It was classic. It was like movie shit. Like it's like <laughs> nice suit guy, and he's got this like f- like notebook like folder. You know what I mean? He's like, hey Arthur, how you doing? I'm like, oh hey dude, what's up? What's up? Oh I'm so and so from Sony, and da 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 da. He's all check this out, and he opens this notebook, and it's like all our press printed out. I'm like, oh wow, that's cool. Okay, I've seen all that. You know, magazines stuff like that, Europe shit. I'm like, oh, he's like, we really like you guys, man. We should really talk to them. I'm like, well, fuck yeah. <laughs> so Sony was kind of courting us even before Rick Rubin got involved. And it was kind of more of like uh, Sony Germany kind of started it because we did really well in Germany. And this guy, Kai Denning, he was battling hard to get us assigned to Sony Germany. We went to like Sony headquarters in Germany. It was dope. You know, massive building. Everything was uh, fucking, what's his name? Falco. Rock me Amadeus and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he was like huge. He was huge besides yeah. that one hit wonder. Mm-hmm. Like, he was kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, he had a commissar. too, yeah. Bono or song. something for Germany at that. You know, it's always that weird thing. Like, he was the dude. Well, Probably not Bono. that much. Really. He was big in Germany. <laughs> he was big, though. Yeah, he was big. Well, so is David Hasselhoff. Well, exactly. Yeah, That's what point. I'm saying. Yeah. It was exactly like that. Dude, when he went into Germany, Germany and the whole place is his fucking picture everywhere. It's like <laughs> he's doing something right. Anyway, so we did all that, did all that, did all that, did all that. And then Sony America is like, oh, shit. I think they're the same but different. So America wanted to swoop us up. Anyway, but then at that point, Rick Rubin's American labels was a part of Sony. So then he found out about us. Um, actually, George Aculius loved us, who ended up producing that record. Um, he showed Rick, and then Rick's like, What the fuck? and dug it. And then, next thing you know, it's like, We're gonna go meet Rick Rubin. <laughs> First, it was uh, we had to do this like fiery hoop thing where like we went into a studio, I think it was cello, you know, classic famous fucking studio right there in Hollywood, Frank Sinatra, all this shit. And we had to like uh, set up in the studio, and we played like a like a set for Rick Rubin to come in. <laughs> he sat <laughs> in the control room, and then we had to play to like prove that we could play or something, or that we were any good. It was pretty trippy. I remember Sky Reader being all pissed off about it and shit. I'll oh, jump so through hoops, but they don't have to light them on fire too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump through all the fiery hoops. Rick Rubin's right there fucking checking us out because he likes us. What are you mad about? Light some more hoops. Let's go, motherfucker. I'm ready. Let's go. You want me to fucking paraglide in through some hoops and then fucking play a solo? I'll do it. This is fucking great. to be on fire and be on blue. Dude, I, I was like, this is amazing. What the fuck? I'm not going to cry about I got to play it, so I'm good. Please, Rick Rubin, sit there. I'm going to shove this up your ass, Rick Rubin. You sit fucking right there. I'm going to shove the guitar. <laughs> and we did. And it was great. And he's like, oh, wow. You know, we sat down with them and he sat all yoga and shit (laughs) in the middle of the room on this rug. And then we wrapped out for like an hour or whatever, talking about music and how this, that, and like this, and all this shit. Dude, I have 
the CD still because they recorded it all. At some point, I don't put that out. It's a shitty recording. But like I have that moment where we played these like six, seven songs, you know, with fucking Rick Rubin sitting, staring at us to see if we're any fucking good. You know what I mean? You know, I get what he was doing. Yeah. All right. Okay. These guys are cool. Let's see what their deal is. And he dug our vibe. And I have that still. Wow. Pretty crazy. Um, and then we just got into talks with that. So it went from like Sony Germany to Sony New York to like, okay, now it's American Records. Rick Rubin. And I love Rick Rubin. Like he's done probably all my favorite records. The Cult and fucking, I mean, dude, I mean, come on. How many mm-hmm. great records has he done? He's <clears throat> on you. Um, he didn't produce it. He kind of executive produced it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard about him. He doesn't necessarily. He's not in the studio that often. Is that what happened with you guys too? Well, yes, Sandra Coolest too. I'll say, um, in that aspect of his career, he'd already gotten to the point where, like, he just comes in, gives you a few things, and then bails. Mm, okay. I mean, back in the day, he was there the whole time. Da da da. But what he did for us, he liked us. He kind of like executive kind of produced. Georgia Cooley has produced it. Um, who was his right-hand man since the beginning, like coming up, college dorm shit. So you look on a lot of those old records, like the Colt Electric, it says uh, George has uh, assistant producer credits on it. Mm-hmm. So all those records that he produced, like George was his right-hand man. They were buddies. They came up together. And we met with George because, you know, we're like going through producers. We wanted – I was like, cool, let Rick Rubin do it. But he was – forget what he was doing, some bank of band, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we met with George, and George was super fucking cool. And, you know, researching him, like, oh, shit, he did that record? I remember talking to George, because when we were in Europe, I go, we went to Sony, and, you know, they gave us, like, stacks of CDs. I remember I found this one. I don't know if you ever guys heard it called a band called Reef. You ever heard of Reef? Reef. They were, like, I guess, 90s. Really cool. Singer had a kind of strange voice, but it was badass. Check them out. Really fucking cool. Anyway, I listened to that record, that whole fucking tour. I'm like, damn, this is so good. Like, sonically, it was... It was raw, but big, just a little bit of shine, but huge and raw. And George produced that record. And I started talking to him about like, oh, whoa, whoa. And George, well, what do you want it to sound? I'm like, you know what? The strange band I found, this band Reef, I like the production on that. It's fucking raw and mean and big. He's like, dude, I produced that record. I'm like, Pfft. oh, wow. Done. <laughs> I got, I vote for him, you know? And then that turned into a whole thing too. We're like, Rick wanted Tom Morello to produce our record. Mm. So then we started, we hey, he had a meeting with Tom Morello. You know, all right, we're going to, we're going to go to Rick's house today. You know, Rick's mansion. He's got that mansion just above sunset. Meet Tom Morello. I'm like, Fuck, I love Tom Morello. I'll go meet Tom Morello. I mean, I'm already, I fucking, I'm in the George, but I'll go talk to Tom Morello. Sure. So we drive up to Rick's house, you know, it's like fucking castle mansion thing. And, some weird guy escorts us. Oh, we're gonna go into the library. Takes us. <laughs> it was like that too. Like, oh, we're in the library, and the library's got like this, you know, eight foot polar bear that he had bleached because it wasn't white enough. <laughs> and we sit in there for a while, and then you know, whatever, 10 to 15 minutes later, here comes Rick Rubin and Tom Morello, and then we just sat there and bullshit with Tom Morello for like an hour or two, like talking music guitars and this and that um and he was super cool hindsight should we have had tom morello do it probably because rick and him were butt buddies at that time because he was what do you think he was trying to do produce the next rage what did he do after that produce the next rage against the machine you know what i mean 
But George was the shit. And Tom was cool. You know, we talked guitars. He's like, man, you know, one of those cool moments where, like, some guy, you're like, I love Rage. He's like, dude, when you lay into a riff, man, you fucking, you just lay into a riff. Like, oh. And I'm like, this guy's telling me that? Holy shit. The fuck, he's the king right. of that. He's the king of that shit. I'm like, thanks, dude. Fuck. Oh. You know, so, so it would have been cool, but, like, that's when Rage was taking a shit. Because okay. then he kind of disappeared and all those talks kind of went to hell. And, um, he never gave me credit either because he didn't know what a baritone, because I wrote a song, that song King, I did it on a baritone. I wrote it on a baritone guitar. And I was telling him about that. You know, we're playing guitar. He's like, baritone? What's a baritone guitar? I'm like, oh, you don't know what baritone guitar is? And then Rick Rubin's all, bring us a baritone guitar. <laughs> he, tells his, he tells his assistant, I like that too, like, his name jay i don't know bring us a baritone guitar and that motherfucker comes back like five minutes later with a baritone guitar he's like oh here man i'm oh yeah see it's a 27 inch scale it's longer it's lower b to b he's like oh shit and then what happens that next rage half of that record is baritone guitar no way wow <laughs> he didn't give me no credit wow. <laughs> i don't see my name hey thanks arthur for turning me on the baritone guitar yeah that half next record that or that whole fucking record it's on fucking baritone anyway which record um, the Battle of Los Angeles one. Or? Yeah, I think the what's the yeah, one with the red and green says Rage, but it's oh, Evil Empire. E e e e e e I think it's that one of those in that era. I forget, but I'm like, I listen to him like, hey man, this is on guitar because it was lower because he's cool. tuned standard. Um, anyway, but that's one of those cool things. I'm like, I don't care. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you you so anyway, fucking. No more Tom Morello. That's when they were breaking up. So he disappears. Like, ah, fuck him anyway. George Coolis is the shit. We all got along with George. We all love George. George is the shit. I love that dude so much. Like, I learned everything from George. Like, how I produce, how I do things. I paid attention and soaked up every fucking ounce of anything I could from him, from Joe Barisi. If you know who that is, he's done all the fucking latest tools and Slipknot and queens of stone age like he's the dude he's he's done every great record <clears throat> and i just you know sponged all that shit in um so we went with uh, george and he's like okay cool we did it we did it at sound city you know what i mean i'm sure you guys oh, seen cool. i'm sure you've seen Absolutely. sound city dave Grohl documentary we did it oh, yeah. in that Absolutely. fucking studio you know when it was still like kind of wow. shitty you know <laughs> like after they just painted it or whatever i think we went in there and I loved it. I thought, you know, you, it was. Someone you walk just, down that hallway and it's like yeah. every fucking record you ever loved. Yeah. You know, the first Rage, Nirvana, Fleetwood Mac, Tom Petty, mm -hmm. like all this crazy Rick Springfield, Dio, fucking Striper, like, you know, me and Mike are big Striper heads. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, Pat Benatar, like all these badass sounding yeah. records. Yeah. And we're like, fuck oh, yeah. You know, I was yeah. in that, that studio. We're in Studio A and that. And the, oh, that's awesome. Fucked up orange, you know, fuzzy carpet on the walls and shit. Yeah, yeah it was that cool, place, man. It was a shithole. You're right, though, for a while. I jammed in there, too. It was for a while. A shithole. It was, it yeah. yeah. The joke was it was called Sound Shitty, even though it sounded amazing. Yeah. But yeah. just, like, it was, you know, shitty. Yeah. Like, the couch in the lounge was, like, yeah, exactly. walked probably from the <laughs> 70s still. And mm -hmm. who knows what. But it was cool. But, I mean, the gear. Oh, I mean, we did... 35 rolls of two inch tape. We did everything on tape, you know, so it, it, 
it was cool. And we were in there for, I don't know, like a month or something or three weeks. And then Slipknot came in. That's how I got involved with Slipknot is they came in to do Iowa. <clears throat> I remember Siobhan, she's like, oh, yeah, I got this band coming in. Iowa, the Slipknot, it's supposed to be the craziest fucking new, craziest band ever. I'm like, what? Slipknot, what the fuck? And I remember I got a, because I used to get Krang's, and I got a Krang tape and a CD. I think it was CD. I had both. I still have them, actually. Um, I'm like, all right, let me listen to these fuckers. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> it's like noise. <laughs> but it was cool. <laughs> And then they played the Palladium like not too long after. I'm like, Mike, we gotta go see these fuckers. They're gonna come in the studio, man. We gotta, you know, see what the fuck they're about. And we saw them at the Palladium, and same thing. We're like, what the fuck? I mean, yeah, that's insane. But what are these guys doing? They're just running around beating on shit, screaming like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it was pure chaos. It was awesome. And they came in, and they were super fucking cool dudes. Me and Paul and Joey instantly broke down, and like. They were big fans of us. Like I'm like, well, you guys know who we are. Like what? They're like, oh yeah, man, guys, you need a fuck. We love that shit, man. <laughs> really, really fucking cool. <laughs> and Paul, Paul played for you, Nita, right? He told yeah, he did a tour with us for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Was he one of the 15 different bases? He was. He was. He was. He was. Paul did was the best brother, dude ever. Do you have a brother that played also bass? And you need a? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you want to list them? There's a lot. We can list them. You know, at one time we were trying to get them out, but you know, it's not there's like, uh, someone I know. <laughs> there's like a few people you never heard of. Like in the early like 13 days, we had this one buddy, my buddy's nephew, just to have bass because it was always just me, Mike, and John. Hmm. And we had this one guy, Paco, that would just come up, you know, just to play bass. He wasn't in the band or anything. He just like, hey man, come fucking rumble some notes. Cool. Right. Um. So Paco. And then this uh, other guy, Billy Cordell, for like a heartbeat. Oh, he's uh, in Yawning Man. He's now. in Yawning Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've the yeah. same thing. We grew up with Billy. Um, but yeah, like even in that time, like he would never show up. And fucking, no. Hey, we're going to rehearse. He never wanted to rehearse. He'd be like, oh, I worked a full day today. Uh, I can't rehearse. Like, we all worked a full day today. What the <laughs> fuck? You want to, like, you know, like we would just. Let's right. play. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are are aren't, aren't that. So, so Reader was there at that and point then we getting signed. So there's those those guys. We'll go through the bass players real quick, and then uh, we hit up Scott in the very beginning. We hit up Scott. He came and jammed, and it was awesome. It sounded great together, and he loved it. But he didn't want to do it. He what? He didn't want to play anymore. He was. These are exact, his exact words. He can say it's not, I don't know, or not. But, like, his reason why he didn't want to do it is because the excitement that he got from the stage, he now gets it from going to, like, city council meetings and keeping his neighborhood clean and shit like that. Okay. That was, that was his focus at that time. He didn't – I get it to a point. They, they got burned. Caius got burned or he got burned or he feels he got burned. Whatever the fuck. So it taints you. Um, I never let that shit taint me. Uh, but he didn't want to do it. We're like, all right. Then we actually hit up Brant Bjork. And Brant's like, oh, I got a guy, man. He's in Santa Cruz. Super cool. Blah, blah, blah. This guy, Dave Dinsmore. Okay, cool. So we called him. 
he drove down. We jammed all weekend. It was cool. We're like, fuck it. Do you want a job? He's like, yeah. He fucking moved down to the desert. And that's when we did all that shit. And Dave's awesome. I love Days of Death. I mean, he's a fucking nutcase, too. Everybody's a nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we did all those tours with Dave. And Dave's great. But we just couldn't stand Dave anymore, I guess. <laughs> you don't have to go in all that. Well, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm honest. Dude, we're all in our fucking 50s. Right, right. Well, I don't give a shit, dude. He can... If wants to fight, call me. It's no. <laughs> I don't think it'd be that, but it's like, uh, this is my version. And, and it's, it's a long time ago. It's the truth. Uh, Yeah, man. He had issues. He had things he had to deal with that made him that way, but whatever. Um, But, I mean, that's the story of the band. You want the story of the band? I'm not going to candy coat shit. Like, oh, everything. Yeah, we want the story. Absolutely. And Dave just no, didn't want to do it anymore. No, we just really couldn't take it because he would fucking flip out and blow up like every other fucking thing and like, Everybody was over it, you know, and that's when we we're talking to Rick Rubin. But then as soon as we're talking to Rick Rubin, who wants to be in the band now? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Who's that? Hmm. Um, and that's when Scott joined, <clears throat> which was cool. And it was awesome for a while. Um, but then, you know, shit goes south and people either keep on keeping on or they're done well let's but now let's focus in on how what happens with that album you've recorded it you're in the studio at sound city ruben's executive george's george produced it what Uh, happens joe barisi engineered it mostly he quit on that record that's a good story too if you want that joe barisi quit we got a different engineer. That was a whole nightmare. Like right in the middle of the fucking record, eh, towards the end, he fucking quits. That's when Joe Parisi was like the be- the best baddest engineer, but he was coming up to being the engineer producer guy. So he was kind of over just being the engineer. Uh, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was level. he was ready to take the next level. Next, yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he was over like you couldn't ask him anything. Like I'd go in and do the solo or something. I'm like, hey man, what do you think about that? This part. I'm not producing it. Get George. Hey, somebody get George. Oh yeah. Ask George. I'm not producing this record. I'm just the engineer. Like that. Like and like that. I'm like, is that is that kind of typical for, for a lot of those guys to do that? Or is it the guys know, that are I'm gonna say the guys that are have a name and they're about to be a bigger name and be the producer slash engineer? Hmm. I'm gonna say yeah, because that's what happened with him. He was over the fact that I get it to a point. Like say technically, if I'm asking him the question about that would be a producer's question for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I never asked him anything to whatever. I'd just be like, eh, it seems a little wide. What do you think? That's an engineer thing. Yes, that's a little wide. Let's do it again. Tighten it up. He was just like, you couldn't ask him shit. It was like, get George. I'm not producer. I'm not the producer. Get George. He just hits right. record and okay. put, turns knobs and makes it sound amazing. Anything else. Mm-hmm. So I was... It was kind of fucked up. Uh, I mean, I love him death. I'm still a big fan of his work, and absolutely. But, you know, the same thing. It's one of those things like him and George. 
they weren't seeing eye to eye of how the record would because I like how George produced like he wouldn't be in there the whole time up your ass. He'd go get the fuck out. Let me do my thing. Let me uh, just let me get let me be here with the fucking engineer. Hit go. And let me do my thing. OK, I'm done. George, come in here. Check it out. This is what I did. What do you think? That's great. That's great. Eh, you probably do that better. That's a little wide. Just that kind of stuff. Um, instead of just being in there all the time with your ass, nickel and diamond you or something. I don't like that. That gets a little like kills your vibe. Some producers are like that. Some some like Ross Robinson, he's like that. He'll be on your back punching you while you're trying to play a solo and stuff like that. <laughs> to get that take. That's what he would do with Slipknot. Um, but I mean, that was like a crazy thing where like he quit and this and that. Like him and Scott, him and Scott got drunk, and like the next day it was like he quit and fucking, you know. Barisi's manager and our manager and the label. Like, it was a big thing. He quit the fucking record. Like, we weren't done. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, budgets and this and that. And we're paying yeah. a lot of money for this place. And mm-hmm. what the fuck? Who are we going to get? Oh, shit. Who are we going to get? Oh, fuck. What the fuck? You know, we need somebody that's badass. Oh. So then we got this guy. Fuck, brain fire right now. I can't remember his name. That's yeah, probably like, better that way. Another, <laughs> another good name. No, that guy was awesome. I'll remember. But he came in, saved the day, super cool, super chill. Him and George, they knew what their spiel was and all that kind of shit. Another thing I have, that guy mixed the whole fucking record. He's like, hey, man, can I mix this fucking shit? I just want to do it just because I want to do it. You don't have to use it. I just want to do it. I love this record. I'm like, do it. I have that still. Um, Super cool, crisis averted. I mean, it was a big drama. Like, it was like managers calling and, you know, it it was like, fuck, man, I'm just trying to make a record. It's crazy. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then we were done. Uh, Eddie Schreier mastered it, big master mastering guy. Well, Jim Scott mixed it. We went to I think cello again. You know, massive badass fucking studio, legendary yada yada. George George's work a bunch with Jim Scott. And Jim Scott's, you know, Grammys and this and Santana and like all these big names, huge guy, super cast, super cool fucking dude, man. I just talked to him actually. That's another story. But he mixed it, did a great job. Um, it was cool. We were in the same studio. Uh, System of Down was doing, I think, Toxicity or some shit, or I forget what record they were doing. But you know, they loved us. We're hanging out with them the whole time. We're drinking beer. They're smoking weed. We're playing foosball. You know, it was cool. It was a cool time. <clears throat> and then it was mixed. Eddie Schreier, big name, mastered it. Um, and then where it goes south is Rick Rubin, American, was with Sony. Sony's the machine. American mm-hmm. is like, you know, a few people. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sony yeah. does all the work. So this is where you need to pay attention to the business-wise people out there because it is the music business. And don't ever forget that. And any kid or this or that, it's business. It's a fucking business. That's mm-hmm. it. We love music. It feeds our soul. But it's the music business. And if you don't know the business or don't like business, then don't do it. Fucking go sing karaoke and <laughs> put out whatever in the fuck and don't take it seriously because it's a fucking business. So this is where like the big business came into it where – we didn't know, and nor did our management tell us that Rick does four-year deals. So his four-year deal with Sony was up. So it was like they're going to re-up that deal or he's going to go somewhere else and get a bunch of millions 
and them be his distribution, everything, the machine. Yeah. Um, so that was like right when we were done, ready to go. We had just did like a big press junket thing where like all the mags and this and that came and listened to the record and all, all that kind of shit prepping. And it was like voted most anticipated in the year, all this crazy shit. But then everything stopped because they had to negotiate that new deal. And this took like eight months or something, maybe more of just sitting around like, what the fuck? Okay, well, they're figuring it out. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's fucking bazillion dollar things and lawyers and this and that. So anyway, at the end of the day, Rick was, he was mad at Sony for something. So he was like, I'm not doing Sony. And he went back to Island Diff Jam. And Sony wanted to keep us. They tried to keep us. Um, They kept system. They tried to keep us. But we, we had no say. We had to go with whatever Rick said. And he wanted to keep us. And so we had to go to Island Def Jam. So it's the classic fucked up story of one label that everybody loves you. I mean, we sat with them because we were already talking to them before even the Rick Rubin stuff. We're like, we love you guys. You guys are great. You guys are rock and roll. We want a rock band. Allison Chains should be our big rock band. They're all fucked up. We want to build like they wanted to like build a spin. We're going to take three years and we're going to build you guys to this fucking level. You guys are shit. We're going to push the singles. We're going to do we're going to those put, were the days. Yeah, exactly. We're going to yeah, put the yeah. effort. We're going to put the money toward support and this and that. Money, too. We know it's going to take. We know it's going to take two or three years. We're going to put three years into you guys to build it up. And then yeah. you guys are going to be our fucking rock band. You guys are rock and roll. Nobody is rock and roll anymore. You guys are rock. Like they were smart. Like rock's coming back. You're our rock band. Ah. And we were like, yeah, fuck yeah. Because <laughs> okay. that's what they just did to um, – I saw that because they did that with Maroon 5. Oh, dude. How can you use exactly. that word with rock? Though? Sure, but they were a rock band. Technically. In the beginning, yeah. they were. Technically, soft rock, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But, they, yeah. but that's oh, what they right. did. Yeah. I use them as an example. Not that we were the same type of rock, but I use them as an example because it was at the same era. They released that song that didn't hit, didn't hit, didn't hit, didn't hit. And they pushed it for like three fucking years, and then that song blew up. Whatever that first cool rock song that had a riff and shit. Yeah, I think I know. Now they're, you know, Adam Levine, fucking pop, whatever. But in the beginning, nobody cared, nobody cared, nobody cared. They released that song a couple of times. They released that song a couple, I forget the name of it. They released it a couple of times, and then the third time, it blew up. And then they're fucking. I think his dad works in the music business, so. Connections, it absolutely helps. Nobody gets that many chances, obviously. Like you said, absolutely helps. Yeah. So, Rick Rubin. Uh, So he goes to Island Def Jam. Island Def, you know, label Sony loved us all about us. Island Def Jam didn't not give a rat's ass. Didn't know who we were. Didn't give a fuck. They had no rock. Their rock at that time was like some forty one and and maybe Bon Jovi or something. You know, they didn't give a fuck at all. We couldn't even get a hold of anybody. Nobody cared. Nobody. It was like it happened to like five or six bands that were on American. All the same story. We're like, they had to take it. Doesn't mean they cared. And we had like deadlines in our contract. If you don't meet this, you don't meet that. Then we can get the fuck out and all that kind of shit. So they dropped the ball. So we we didn't get dropped. We got out. We're like, okay, you missed this. You missed that. We're out. Um. Because they just didn't give a fuck. They're like, 
you know, you couldn't well, get anybody. But is the album mixed, mastered, and everything? Mixed, mastered, everything. Yep, Jeez. sitting on a shelf. But just sitting, sitting on, on a shelf. shelf. Sitting on a and shelf. And so, what? Where is it at now? I mean, I know you. Rick you, Rubin's you, vault. You talk personally about this over the years. So yeah, I'm always fascinated to hear it's, more about it's, it. It's, and I think a lot it's, of people don't even realize the the details that that happened behind all this. So it's in it's in Rick Rubin's vault. They found it. Um, another part of the story, like a few years ago. Well. A lot of years ago now uh when we were doing stuff with john we were kicking ass again i got a hold of american our old a and r guys hey look dude we're doing stuff let's get that record sell us the fucking record or give it to us you guys already wrote it off your taxes or whatever you know it's <laughs> recouped to this and that and the other just like let's get that record out it's a great record and they're like oh and you know we're doing stuff let's figure it out and we had meetings and we had this and me more meetings and they were down to do it They're like fuck yeah this is a great story i'm like cool i want to do a little documentary about it like cool we'll fucking give you money to do that da, 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 da. can i get an interview with rick no but he'll give you a quote okay cool i'm cool with that <laughs> and it all went to fucking hell uh had it all set up and this is not that long ago six years ago now mm. Maybe more. All went to hell. Uh, they found it. They they went looking for it. They couldn't find it at first, and then they found it. And it's in Rick Rubin's vault, sitting on the shelf, <clears throat> all ready to go. World tour, videos, everything we wanted. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Um. And you're not even on Spotify. And no. no and. Sure. I I'm not bummed. Out. I guess I should do that. I'm not too bummed out. We will, I guess. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I know. It's the new thing you got to do. It's just that's why I've been getting the rights back to everything because mm -hmm. we had to like yeah, even the yeah. first thing we had to like. Hey man, this stuff is still up. You got to take it down. Like it's a whole process that kind of mm -hmm. takes a while. Kind of sucks. So we had to like wipe everything everywhere so we can. Okay put it out so it's credits us and not somebody else um but yeah man i had that all set up dude and then not my fault uh okay it didn't but, happen for but, certain reasons yeah let's just leave it at that. so now yeah. here you are here i am what's what is kind of the direction now like what short-term long-term goals for um short-term play write new music put it out we have a bunch of new stuff. Um, long term, my ultimate goal has always been to get that record out. The, the number one reason why we're touring, new guy, sing, is to get that record out. Because I still talk to Sony, and their last words after it was ready to go and it didn't happen for certain reasons is, when you guys are active again, let us know and we'll... We'll do something possibly. We'll do it. So is that one of the impetus for you to get to release do this with or with John so that you could just get absolutely that, yeah, okay. Get the, I can't yeah. go on much longer and not mm. have that out. I mean it's got this mm. legendary because he's not having dude, I, it's a thorn in my side, chip on my shoulder. 
Sure. Whatever way that we can, it's just yeah. I don't give yeah, a fuck if they sell it to us. You. Yeah, man, it's crazy. If they don't, if they sell it to us for cheap, so then we can put it out on Ripple or something, whatever it may be, or Sony to put it out and be like, "Hey, man, this is a crazy story. Um, yeah. Let's put this out because it stands up now. It's just a cool rock rock thing." But that's my yeah. number one hundred percent catalyst for doing all these things. Plus, I want to play and tour my music absolutely. Sure. But is so we can rekindle that conversation with Sony and be like, Hey man, let's put this out. It's a crazy story. Let's, let's cool. do a little 20 minute doc on it. So people can know the fucking story. Cause there's, you know, I watched that. Uh, if you ever watched that documentary about death, the band called death. Have you seen that? Oh, the, uh, yeah. The punk band. death. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's not the same, but the same where, mm-hmm. They were cool. They kind of fucked up or the one brother. But anyway, you know, that shit came out uh, 30. I don't want to wait 35 years, but fucking mm. it's getting it's like 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, That'd be great. It'd be great. To, so, be yeah, man, let's, let's just go whatever it may be. And I, and I think so, they would be down to do it. And it's a cool story that they can capitalize as well. You know, where we can just do a little mini doc and we'll talk to all these motherfuckers and do some film fest, put the record out, play some shows. Great. Yay, we did it. Thank God. I can I can die happy now or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. just one of those like huge thorn where it's where I had it. I had it all set up, ready to go. Who gets a second chance? And then balls were dropped. And so that's why I'm doing it this way. We're like, let's just mm-hmm. let's go out and play. You know, we'll make a buzz again and be like, hey, man, you guys got that shit laying around. Let's put it out. You know, it's already paid for. Like, you have a free record. Sure, yeah. 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 By the biggest no names. Yeah. It, by the biggest names in the industry, man. Jim Scott, look him up. Fucking every platinum Grammy. He's got the wall of Grammys. Joe Brisi, same shit. He's done the last three or four tools. The last two, three Slipknots. You know what I mean? He's done the Queen shit. He did all the Kaya stuff. Like he's the dude, George Coolius, like mega producer. Now he's like film guy. Like he does all the film soundtracks. Like he's the you know music director. We're like, okay, this this scene needs this song. He he's that guy. Like he knows every song there is and the mood. And you watch that movie and it's that classic song. That's George Coolius. I mean, he did. What did he do? What did I just see? Where I was like, "What the fuck?" I think it was. Oh, he did a. Was it the Joker? The. Huh. What's his the you yeah, know the, the, the dark one? Joaquin yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, 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 it's Joker. I could be wrong. I don't know. It was one of those movies. Where like, what he did that? Holy shit! I just yeah. saw some other movie he was in. He did and it, like he did the score. Yeah, not the score, but like the. Yeah. The mood songs, I guess. you know, that's really this scene. You know, it's this 60 song because that captures the he's that guy, he knows every song there fucking is and all that shit mm-hmm. you never heard of. And you know, that's why he found that you like this. Like, who the fuck heard of us? He's like, Oh, these guys are great, yeah. Anyway, so I'll make it happen, you know. Cool. That's my yeah. fucking sole goal with that. And to re- release new music, man, you know, I think people. Mm-hmm. Dig that bank is that tour we did last October. I mean, I was very surprised that there's a whole new generation that are super into it. Like, I figured, like, oh, it's gonna be all these, you know, middle aged dudes. You know, we're all middle aged dudes. And dude, it wasn't, it was tons of kids, tw- tons, like tw- all 20 somethings, like 
into it like yeah they they somehow you know found out about this cool little band and they were into it and showed up and like my dad turned me on to this shit you know there's this one guy's this guy in italy this kid super cool he's like ah oh, he came to a couple of shows like my dad showed me this record fucking love it. you play that song oh my god my parents are and then his dad came to the next show I'm like oh i'm like dude what the nice super cool things like that <laughs> were awesome. yeah it felt good where it was like oh cool there's another generation that are just into it you know yeah well how cool is that i mean just being from that you know you're from the early desert you know scene obviously when there was a big scene there well at least it was a big scene but there was a scene there with all these bands coming out of there yeah, after Caius, I mean, how cool is to see now? You said all these different generations. It just keeps going and going. It's not stopping. If anything, it's getting bigger. Yeah, each generation. You know what I mean? Because it's, I mean, kids are young bands all over. The, I mean, John obviously he works with a ton of bands that just have that old school desert sound, and it's yeah, it's just transcended all these all these generations. It's unbelievable how it's just bigger than ever. Man, that's got it's I mean, uh, you know, it, it's. I mean, thank God for Europe because they get it. I've always compared to compared to Europe, like they're more, they're more connoisseurs, you know, America's mm. kind of fast food for the brain, hamburger yeah. Europeans. Like if they're into it, they're into it. They like that filet mignon. Like, you know what I mean? Like if they for like your life. band they're, they're for life, too. they, yeah. they are Just into it. They stay into it. Cause even again, that last tour, I saw so many people that I saw in like 99 and 2000, like that, Right. All them and since that, and then you know, we saw them, the other tours we done, but even on this, like, wow, you know, there's mm -hmm. you again. Holy shit, remember we met like 1999 when that fucking dude slammed in the back of our bus and tried to get money out of us, but it was all bull, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, fuck. And they brought a ton of their friends and it's just like really cool shit like that. Like they stay into it and they go to the show and they support and they buy the record and the shirt and you know, America is uh, very fast food for the brain. Like, it's a know. different, cool. it's a different uh, culture, and they're oh, absolutely. In our, in our pop culture, has obviously become very yeah. rap, hip hop centric. But there is definitely people that are into it. it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, thanks for you too, John, because you help. Yeah. You're you're a big supporter and a big part of like the scene that's here in the states. I I give you mad props, man. Like, you know, there's people like you that are doing rad shows. You're into the, the rad bands, like. If I want to see like what's a cool band that's like that, I'm, oh, let me see what John's talking about right now. Oh, let's do it. Oh, that is cool. You know what I mean? So thank you on that. You know, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you, thank you for doing my first absolutely. biggest rock revolution show ever. House of Broken Promises. Yeah. You and Mikey uh, can't see you and was Joe. Fun. That was good God, we did a bunch of shows. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, geez, one of the last ones it was like you guys with Blackwater Rising. Which yeah, is they were cool. Or, we're gonna have Rob on the show sometime. And oh, nice! Yeah, he's a good we dude. Did a, we did a good late night down there with some pizza down in a Fremont Street after the show. Yeah, but, but yeah. that was a hell of a night. That was good times, oh. man. It's always been good. I never really liked Vegas until we started doing shows with you, and I was like, all right, man, I get Vegas now. It's cool because <laughs> we played there a few times. Yeah, you need an NHOBP, and it was just like, yeah, kind of weird. Like, yeah. mm, I don't know, man. This is. Mm, you really got to rally the troops. Here. Yeah. It, it's, um, it, I, I rarely do shows. Uh, you know, I, I'm doing Planet of Desert Rock, stuff like that. But I, I have one show right now potentially in the works, and it's because it involves an international band. Other than that, uh, luckily I have friends who do shows. And yeah. I'll help them, and I'll do, like, the the tunes between set using a Spotify playlist. Nice. Uh, yeah, just so 
you know, it doesn't go off course, we'll say. Absolutely. In a decent production for the show. Now, yeah. a song you guys remade, I wonder, I always wondered why. Why Stroke? Which I personally love the song Stroke. But why did House of Broken Promises do Stroke? Well, it started out when Eddie was still in the band. And then we would always play with HDR, which was Joe Mora's band. And we did uh, our buddy Rick Kosick, who's part of the Jackass people. Um, he was doing like a live stream thing before people were live streaming at, at Center Stage in L.A. And both our bands played. And I'm like, man, we got to jam a song together. Like something cool, not something we do, not something you do. Like let's pick a song. And I forget how it'll come to me how we picked the stroke, but I think I forget. I don't know if I came up, but Joe came up. I don't know. Somehow we're like something different. It's I always right. like to do something different. Not like, okay, we're going to do a black Sabbath song or something. Right. Right. I mean, I'll do you that. Know, too. You did do lady evil. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, I'll do, but, but it's Dio black Sabbath. Mm. Um, so anyway, it turned into where we did do that on that live stream thing. And it was cool. And then when Joe got in the band, um, and of course we do it our way, you know what I mean? Yeah. When we were first trying to, we jammed it with them and like, we're doing it like the normal way. I'm like, guys, I can't do that. It drives me nuts. Like it was so boring. I'm like, let's fuck this shit up. Like this part, come on, let's get some motorhead in there or something. And then when we tracked it, we did it that way. And it was cool. Later when Joe wouldn't, we asked Joe to join the band and all that stuff. That was great. It's a, it's a fun song to hear live. Yeah, man. People dig it. I love it. I'll tell you a weird thing. When I was a little kid, I, I love that song, but I never realized what it was about. And I thought mm. it was about a rowing team. And they're like, Stroke. <laughs> make, and, that, and it's it, not. I'm not you. It's not. And I might have figured it out maybe when I was 21 about, yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, I always thought it was a rowing you know, team. You started talking too. about the eye on top and all that. And I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 like, oh, God. Dude, Billy Squire was badass. I always oh, loved yeah. that song. Making a comeback. And I always <laughs> heard it like in my head the way we did it. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck, let's do that. Yeah, it's um, so good. And then he yeah. danced in a video and ruined his whole career. Oh, yeah. Rock me tonight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was yeah why do people do that? Colors and, yeah, yeah, bad decision. Dumb. Probably a record label. Um, just someone just stupid. <laughs> Potentially yeah. early woke. Bad I saw news. him. Um, I worked a show. Uh, you know, I do production and stuff. It was uh, Ringo Starr's thing. You know, he always has different musicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was, dude, it was awesome. But it was Billy Squire. It was the, I forget his name, the dude from um, Lucifer. Down, down, under. What's that guy's name? I forget his name. Um, and Sheila E. But Billy Squire, and they did the stroke. Dude, he killed it, man. Like, it was so fucking right. cool. I yeah. set up. I'd like to see him. I live. set up. Uh, I've never seen him. The tech was cool. Ringo's drum tech. And, you know, we were talking tech shit. He like, knew I knew what the fuck. So he's like, he let me help him set up Ringo Starr's drum kit and shit. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh Ringo Starr. Oh, shit. Oh, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at it, it's like badass Ludwig. It's like, fuck, this is Ringo Starr. And then Ringo Starr comes like, oh, you know what I mean? I love the Beatles, right. whatever. It's the fucking Beatles. People hate the Beatles. Like, chick hates the Beatles. I'm like, babe, 
Yes, there are. Yeah, I'll I mean, there's still the Beatles. I'll get you there. Still Beatles, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah like, I don't need to listen to the Beatles anymore. I heard them a lot. But mad respect for them. Good oh, God. dude. I'm, I'm absolutely, I mean, what they did is... <laughs> me and Mike, songs are, you know, good music way songs. back, me and Mike had, like, a big era of, like, there was nothing but the Beatles all day, every day for, like, I don't know, a year or something. Like, swear to God, like, just we covered Beatles shit in our metal band. We would do fucking metal versions of Beatles shit. Like we were just fucking Beatles. Now, crazy. Now, another house of broken promises, uh, a question. So you did a video, um, involving a lot of girls dancing. Remember mm. that one? Obey the, snake. That? Obey, yeah. the snake. Obey the snake. Obey the snake. Huh? And, uh, <laughs> is that Heidi from butcher babies in that? It's both of them, actually. Yeah, the chicks in the in the the what do you call it the the wrestling masks. That's that's the Butcher Babies. Yeah, wow. both of them. Okay. Pre wow. Butcher Babies, because they were in a band. Right. What was the name of their band before? Um, Stiletto something. They were like before the Butcher Babies. There was four of them. I mean, they had a band, but there was four chick singers, and they were trying to do like a Steel Panther thing. But with four chick singers, um, and they would same thing. They would do covers, but they would do them like you know they dress scandally with their tits out and our tape, whatever, all that kind of shit, and like have a fake bottle of Jack and yeah, and do that whole stick thing. And it was got some I forgot what they call it. It was like stiletto murderers. I don't know. It was something like that. They would play the Roxy and stuff like that. It was all right. It was cool. But those two, I, um. Yeah. After that, went nowhere. That's when they started uh, Butcher Babies. But I knew them because they were cool. We used to hang out. And then I'm like, you do this video. You know, I need this, that, and that. And they were super cool right. to be in it. And I guess I should put Butcher Babies on an hour or something. But Yeah. I'll actually see her tonight. She's performing on this thing Mike Varney put together. Oh, right. With musicians doing Who, a- Carla or Heidi? A Heidi. Heidi, the blonde, right? Heidi. Yeah, she lives here now. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And Varney's doing something with uh, D- it's like a Dio slash uh, Sabbath slash Rainbow. Is he playing? Pro- he's kind of producing the whole night or co-producing, I'd say. Uh, I don't think he's getting up there to play this hmm. time. But that'd be cool. Jason I'd Walker go to that. Is. You know Jason Walker? Yeah. He played. Uh, uh, I think he's played a show or two that you have, and uh, yeah, a bunch of really interesting people. Vinny Appice, nice. Songs. Yeah, yeah, oh, video be there. Wow. Yeah, he lives here now too. Uh, Everybody's he, moving to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's no Vegas state too. taxes here, brother. I there's know. Been telling you that for I'm gonna years. buy something there soon. Once it's I get my not that cheap anymore. Once right. I get my parking lot finished and I'm making money with that, I'm gonna Ooh. buy some Vegas passive. Uh, passive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parking lots, bro. That's what you gotta do. Yes, I agree. I agree. Now, and so, what? Housebreaker promises just kind of on hold, I guess. Right um, you know to... what? Yeah, because <clears throat> for me, COVID was like the best thing that could have happened at that time for me. It made me realize how burnout I was, how mm. sick of everything I was, how sick of everybody I was. I was sick of it all because I'm the guy that does everything. Um, some people help or they help for a little while and then they won't help. And then it's just so I was fucking not happy. I was burnt. I made me realize how yeah. burnt the fuck. Out. Seriously, burnt out, man. You can probably ask Mike. He's like, yeah, he was fucking. 
you know, I just was not happy. It was, it wasn't fun. It wasn't this. It was like, if we're going to do something cool, it was just, I pain in the ass. I got to do everything. It sucks. What the fuck? Everybody come on now. And then, you know, it just, yeah. COVID hit and I got a fresh start. Um, and I mean that whole, that record, our new record, it's been done. It's just now figuring out when to put it out. Oh, oh um, interesting. Okay. It's been done. It's done, been done, done for a while. It's just like, you know, COVID hit. And then it's just like, all right, now things are coming back, but like, you know, let's plan it and do it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, cause I'm definitely a, for my own sanity, like when that happens, like, we got to sit down with everybody and be like, okay, guys, let's do this, but let's do it this way because it has to be, I don't want to get that feeling again of being burnt out and not yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, I look back like, dude, I did probably 20 plus years of just killing myself nonstop. You know what I mean? Like seriously, just, and it worked and I did a lot of rad shit and I accomplished a lot of things and yada, yada, yada. But, I still wasn't. It just got so much where you know I'm serious. I'm doing all the Photoshop. Oh, no, I think we I'm doing that. I think we get it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. get it. You know, we we know a guy. Uh, well, Eric's Eric from Vo- formerly a boy Vader, very similar in many ways. Eric, you, you know Eric. Yeah, totally, from totally, Vader, right? Yeah, you guys putting out shows together, and it, he he's a workhorse too. He's in the industry, and you know, it, it's uh, it's interesting to it, there's only so much you can do. Or there is that point of like fraud. Yeah, I got that now, point. Now you, you know, for a lot of people that don't realize you're a working guy in the biz and you go on tours with, you know, different bands. Yeah. Give us a few of those bands uh, besides Slipknot. We know Slipknot, which is super cool. And I did Slipknot uh, for like 15 years. Then I did Limp Biscuit for like oh, wow. five or six years. And that was a blast. I got to say, I, nobody likes Limp Biscuit, but like, a live band, do they are amazing. They do kill it. Like yeah. whether you like their music or not. I was never a Limp Biscuit fan, yeah. but working for them and like do they kill it live? They're all badass musicians. Like Wes is a fucking he's, yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's super cool, super innovative. He makes everything that he wears and all like he makes it. Like he paints himself up. Like, I don't know how he does it, but like he does his whole back by himself. Like nobody's he's coming and helping him. Too. Yeah, it's always he's an he's a he's an artist. Like he, you know, he paints and he's he makes the mask. Like he's that dude, and he's and he's cool as shit. And Sam's cool, the bass player. Everybody's DJ Lethal, dude. I hung out with Lethal a lot. That guy's nuts. He's fucking yeah, so cool, fun. I mean, he likes to party too much, but I mean, I never had a Fred's cool. I mean, Fred's Fred. But as far as working for them, dude, it was awesome. I would go work for them again for sure because. Nobody cares here, but everywhere else in the world, they're still limp biscuit. Sure. So, yeah. Like they yeah. rolled right. You know, they weren't like the bands in this hotel, the crews in that hotel. We're in the same fucking hotels. Everybody hangs out. Um, they paid right. You know what I mean? I mean, even like their per diem when I did it was like 65 bucks a day. Like, nobody does that anymore. Nobody does that anymore. That's a whole nother paycheck. You know what I mean? Like. Cause you're not spending shit. You're on tour. I mean, you know, days off or whatever, you buy some shit, but like, can they, can they fucking pile that up. That's great. You know, mm-hmm. 
we did this one tour. It was like a vacation. It was all they did was festivals. They didn't do any of their own shows, maybe oh. one or two of their own shows. So it was like a big giant festival where like, you know, they're, they're headlined and then we had three days off. So like we had like three days off in Frankfurt and three days off in Vienna and five days in Moscow, like every fucking place we wow. had two or three days off. And was another cool part of it, Cadaver, who is uh, Wes's tech, like he was the best day off guy ever. Like he's like, all right, guys, uh, uh, you know, he would go find all the rad weirdest shit. You guys want to go? And we're like, let's go. And you know, we went to the Swiss, <laughs> we went to the Swiss Alps. Like we played this festival in Switzerland called Interlaken, and we, you know, they headlined. So we, you know, load in first in the morning, sound check, got it all dialed, done. We're done by like 10 a.m. And he's like, okay, cool. So if we go over there, you see that as a train. Wow, well, the runner take us to the train. The train's gonna take us over here, and then we're gonna go to a fucking, you know, a tram, and then another train, another tram, and we're in the Swiss Alps. You wanna go? Uh yes, let's go. <laughs> and this was like an eight-hour excursion where like we got the runner, the runner jumped off of the train, we bought the train, you know, whatever, like a 40-minute fucking ride to a tram, up this fucking mountain to another train. To another <laughs> fucking tram, like we're in the Swiss Alps. You ever seen that old James Bond movie where like yeah. they're skiing and they're oh, shooting yeah. at him and the, <laughs> the evil guy yeah, lair? Like this the, this is the place that was the evil guy lair up in the mountains. So it was like it's called Shrillhorn, and the whole thing rotates. That was probably the movie too. Like the whole thing rotates, so you can sit there and drink coffee or beer and just like that's sick. That's right. of the Swiss fucking Alps. It was yeah. like the second highest place in all of Europe. This is like eight hour excursion. They're like, oh, we did all that. Come back down. Yeah. And you know, all the way up, there's like cows with the bells just sitting right there. Giant waterfall shooting over the train because it's just the snow melting. It's like this crystal icy blue water river, like insane. Like you never just all that shit. Come back, come back. Eight hours later. Oh, we gotta go, we gotta go. Fucking they go on eleven. We got back at like 9 30 at night 10 o'clock <laughs> and rest west goes in there and you know starts fucking and then they fucking rocked the show it was oh, insane no, and we did that shit all the time all That's the time so, yeah all, so there's awesome. so many you know we we're in argentina we went to that i forget what it's called it's that cemetery where it's all the mausoleums and evita perona is buried there and all this mm-hmm. shit. just like insane shit all the time what's here that's insane let's go and we went and saw it we that's were in so germany awesome. and you know, same thing, bus, bus, this, that. And we go to this, it's like they give you a tour. It's like this underwater uh, lake, they call it, because it was a, a mine and it flooded. So it's like a lake inside this mountain. And you're getting, little, you're getting boats and you're in a mountain on a lake. And we did that, but they don't advertise it. But once you're in there on the tour, they tell you, oh, yeah, well, this is where uh, during the war, this is where the Nazis built the first jet plane. Because you walk in and there's just like this, you know, tunnel and they would build the fl- fusel because um, they build it in this giant mountain because right. they're bombing the shit out of them and they would build it in there. And it just there's like an inch around where they can shoot out the fuselage and then send it to where they need where they first built right. the jet. Just crazy shit like Great. that. Where there's like this plane parts. But then they tell you, too. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, this is where uh, there's like twenty five hundred. Jews in here building it, and you know they all died. Uh, Crazy shit like that. They don't have. But I mean, it's history. It's history. What's really it's fascinating to see. I like history. Never get to do it. Same here. Same here. Even having to hear and see about the bad shit 
Yes. Reality is, it's still history. You can't forget the bad shit because then you can't forget it either. You know, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's really now. Who else? Who, who are you with nowadays? You're not. It's, oh, I do this uh, band called Slightly Stupid. Oh yeah, um, San Diego band. Yeah, that's really. Yeah, they're like the biggest like a band. reggae, you know, reggae uh, island reggae type punk reggae, band. just with a little oh. bit of Grateful Dead, with a little bit of punk rock. Some fish fans seem to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, well. they, they dudes, Miles they, dudes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Miles, Kyle, like badass musicians. They kind of mm-hmm. took over where I guess uh, Sublime kind of left off because yeah. uh, he died. Because that's how they got their start. Um, he signed them. What's his name? Noel. What's the? I forget. Brain fart. He signed them when they were like in high school still. To, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah they start putting out their records. So like, yeah, they're like, you know, definitely. I call it white boy reggae. It's reggae with a little bit of punk rock. Um, you know, they do like a Grateful Dead song. But I mean, all badass musicians, and it's fun. It's chill. Yeah, and they do it. I, it works for me. Now too, because I don't want to be gone all the fucking time like I used to. I want to be home. Um, I'm about to do a summer tour with them, and even that they do like Thursday through Sunday, and then three days off. Nice. And that the whole tour is that it's like yeah. four days on, three days off. Four days on, three days off. So you can go home if you got shit to do or need to do whatever. Like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, and then besides the summer, you know, it's like just festivals here and there. Nothing grueling. I don't want to do grueling. I did a lot of grueling. And mm-hmm. I, how big are the shows? Dude, they, the, not the festival ones, but the regular shows. How many people go to those shows? They sell out Red Rocks two nights in a row. And Red Rocks is like <sighs> nice, almost 10,000. They play some, oh some interesting places too, a little off the beaten path. I mean, I know they played out uh, north here at this town called Murphy's. It's like by the foothills, and they sell that out. It's like some winery. And- what are. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We did that. That place was rad. Right. That's awesome, what they right? do too, though. They yeah. they mm-hmm. they pick all the like most scenic venues that you can get. Mm. That's the kind of their yeah. their their vibe too, because all of them are like that vineyard. That place was beautiful. You beautiful, know, yeah. like we started in like um, there's multiple venues where it's this you know amphitheater, and then behind it is like a mountain and a stream. Like we started it last summer in. <laughs> Montana or mm. Wyoming, where it was like picturesque, a mountain, there's some fucking deer running right by. And then nice. there's, you know, this river flowing, and that's the backdrop. Right, and right. then it's this amphitheater, and they're. Well, imagine it's cool. A lot of the fa- imagine a lot of the fans enjoy marijuana and uh, mushrooms and acid. Some, I'm so sure they do. That yeah. makes it, weed on uh, that tour out. is for real. It is no, everything. It just weed. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I mean, you know, people like the the fans. It's an excuse to go out and have a trip. Yeah, literally. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's like a. I get it. There's a lot I of young people, but it's mostly you know an older young crowd. Um and yeah, tons of older weed. They always have Don Carlos seen. come out and Charlie Tuna. If you remember him mm. from Jurassic Five, um, <laughs> it's a cool, fun, fun vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never been in like that reggae world kind of thing because my buddy yeah. Ty from Alien Ant Farm, um, he was working for them because we did Godsmack together, and uh, he hit me up to fill in for him on some stuff that he couldn't do, and then it kind of snowballed into like I would fill in for him, and then I guess they liked me and they wanted me on also, so it was kind of me and him doing 
Oh, that's right. The you tech were, stuff. You did stuff with Godsmack, too. Yeah, I got after Limp Bizkit, I did Godsmack. Same thing for like five-something years. I think five years is <laughs> like where you... It's the limit. limit. Yeah. You get mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, Godsmack was fun. Godsmack was great. Tech for Sully. You know what I mean? He's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, like anything else, like, eh. yeah. You put in a lot of time. Done a All lot. the cool people left. Ty left because he started doing uh, slightly stupid. And then, and then I was doing it. And they were bringing back people they fired 10 times, 20 times already. And I'm just like, what's going on? Man, this ain't fun. I'm out of here. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I went on some rant. They didn't like it. Oh, you want to rant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, sure. so, it's a famous rant. <laughs> oh, man. Famous, too. Now, <laughs> you got coming up uh, Ripple Fest and So Called Heavy Jam. Yeah, stoked, They're man. About seven days of each other. So, super excited. I know both the guys that run these festivals, or I know all the guys that soak out, and then obviously Ryan Garney and them. And, uh, Really super happy uh, you and him linked up, made that happen. That was uh, something a while back. I was like, oh, yeah, man. I'm stoked on Ripple Fest. It's, it's going to be cool. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about um, what are you going to do between those two dates? We're probably going to add another show somewhere. Uh, probably L.A. Um, Colin uh, McCoy, mm-hmm. who plays with You Need It Now, he's got 800 bands. Yes, um, he does. Dude, he's the shit. I love Colin, man. Like, Doing that European He's a beast on stage, beast on stage, and that's what I love because, yeah. yeah, I knew him, but I didn't really know him. And then playing, starting to jam with him and stuff. Like he's into all the stuff me and Mike were into that we kind of used to get hated on. You like shred stuff, you know what I mean? Like he was bummed that when we played Vegas, and you know we told him later, I was like, oh dude, fucking, you know, show him a picture of Mike Varney and all that. He's like, yeah, he's so crazy. He comes to our shows. He's so like, he doesn't even know. He's like, what? Mike Marty, oh fuck, man! The one time I leave, really like, like he was all bummed because he was a big, you know, Shrapnel yeah. Records fan, and he likes to tear it up, and like yeah. you know, he likes to go fucking level ten and all that shit. Well, and that's what's cool mine. about, yeah, that's what's yeah, cool about you needed it now too. Is like we're you know it's fucking level ten where you know we kind of had to keep it a little tamer in the old days, but now it's just like, dude, that's fucking. Right. War. Let's go to war. So you're thinking LA, maybe for the other for another day, the day before. Um, yeah, because we're gonna when Mark flies in, we're gonna do Ripple Fest, and then we're gonna do stuff in the studio, um, track vocals and stuff, and then I want to add another show, whether it be a desert show or we might do something at Collins, um, his spot, uh, Susperia, is that what's called, right? Um, which we're most likely definitely do. We might do both. We might do a desert. And the LA one, because you know, so Cal Heavy Jam. That's uh, yeah. We got to We got to do another sound of the heavy man. I was gonna talk to you about that. We gotta bring. We gotta bring. We gotta bring that back, man. I got a cool place to do it too. Um, there's this ranch, kind of out in thermal area that would be super cool to do. I did a couple of like you know audio gigs there for like high schools and stuff, doing their like their FFA dinner. Anyway. But talking to that owner, like he wants to do more stuff. He wants to do some rock or some ray. He wants to do whatever, you know. He built mm-hmm. it to be like an event space. So I'm like, yeah, I probably can do a cool rock thing out here. Nice. So I mean, so, High Desert's cool, but that's very it'd, cool. It'd be cooler to do something that's not 
in the high desert. All bar would have been cool. Maybe there again, but you know, who knows? Everything's been, you know, high desert's getting kind of really super gentrified. Mm. So quick, uh, Arthur, uh, Craig Kozik, I we've talked about him before real quick, man's ruin records. Uh, what could you tell us about him? Obviously first record you guys put out, um, full length, uh, Couple with the Urban Coyote, obviously on that label. Yeah, I mean, talk a little bit about Frank. Uh, Frank was awesome, man. He gave us a chance. Um, he gave us like five grand, and let us go record, and we did it at Monkey Studios, and we did it in like seven days from like start, tracked, finished, mixed, in seven or less days. And that's when John and Mike were working together. They were, you know, vet techs, and. Uh, I was smart and took vacation. I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this. Because Monkey Studio had a pool. And I'd go early and chill in the pool. The <laughs> studio today. Yeah. Those motherfuckers going to work 7 a.m. They would get out of work, come to the studio. We'd record all night. They would shoot each other in the ass with B12. They'd get it from work and shoot each other in the ass with B12 <laughs> before we start. And like, like that song, um, You Wish, on that record. Like, yeah. dude, Mike is literally falling asleep while he's playing that song. Like, no joke. <laughs> Song, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, because they would they'd be in there till two, four in the morning, and they they have to be at work at seven and work all day, and then come back. And we did that for seven days straight and recorded all. But Frank was cool. We're like, he gave us that chance, he gave us the money, you know, and it was a 50 50 deal even back then. He's like, dude, 50 50 fucking deal, everything, boom, done. And we're like, thank you. I think he did. <laughs> Funny story, I think he did get a little butt hurt because. We kind of told him how to do the artwork, and that was his whole thing. He's yeah, Frank Kozik. He's an mm -hmm. artist. But it was that era of, like, there was a lot of Planet of the Apes going on. And we were like, man, I don't want Planet of the Apes, man. Because mm -hmm. he did Fatso, and it was Planet of the Apes. And right, it did, yeah. there was, like, a lot of bands. All of a sudden, I guess he had a Planet of the Apes phase. Yeah. And we were all, like, John, and all of like, man, I don't want Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I mean, I love Planet of the Apes. I'm like, oh, sure. that's already yeah. had it in that band. That I don't even know if I do. And uh, it kind of creeped me out. And then, uh, so oh, like the cover you have, like the car, that's my car. That's my '57 Ford Fairlane. Oh, okay, okay. Nice. So that's actually a pamphlet because where the studio is, where we rehearse, used to be across the street. Like seriously, like two minute walk was a dog pound, mm. and we would go in and there. You know, they're all we're pet people man like massively mm -hmm. so there was this pamphlet in the dog pound that's that's the name of the record it was the pamphlet was coping with the urban coyote oh, and it was a pamphlet of how you know deal with coyotes in the urban aspect and all that shit so the cover is that pamphlet <laughs> and then i told him hey man because yeah, it was like a pinto or something i don't know what the fuck it was uh -huh. <laughs> I'm like, can you put can you put my car instead of that car? And he's like, oh yeah, okay, cool. So I took pictures of my car, like the same angle of that car, mm -hmm. and he photoshopped that in. And then the back nice. cover with the, the 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 dog, the whatever that collie thing, whatever the fuck that thing is, that was a picture in Mike and John's vet that they worked. It was on the mm -hmm. wall, so they took okay. a picture of that, and he warped it and stuff. And we kind of, you know, and then the inside thing was like this Coyote Hotel, and that's from um, Dust Del Dawn 2. Okay. There's a scene where it takes place in the Coyote Hotel, and it was 
So I took a picture of the screen. And so we'd send him all the things. This is how he wanted. And yeah. I don't think he liked that because they like their vision. He likes you to know, do the, he's the artist. He's French. I get it. But you're an artist too. Yeah, exactly. You know. I'm like, we didn't. You're outspoken we, a little bit. We didn't so, want yeah. Planet of the Apes. <laughs> But I think he got kind of. I think he got kind of a little butthurt because he was definitely an artist. Like he yeah, had that yeah. artist temperament. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'll tell you another story about it. But like, so like, he never made us a a cool Unita poster like he did for everybody else. Because after yeah, that, he yeah, got a little. Huh? You could tell he got a little salty about it. And I'm like, well, you know. And then I was at. Uh, but he was cool as shit, man. I he was. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I we can thank him for. I got the ball rolling. You know, that record yeah. got the ball rolling for Rick Rubin, the oh, just a fucking sure. cool rock record. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That right. was that was our, you know, Cole Electric record, me and John. You know what I mean? Which uh, which album had uh, my favorite song, Black Woman, on it? That one. Right. We actually did Black Woman for this uh, compilation in Europe first. It was like a few months before this comp, this, I forget who put it out, but it was just this compilation and they gave huh. us a little bit of money and we recorded that. That's why when you listen to Black Woman and you listen to the other songs, they're a little different. They're a little sonically different. Because hmm. we recorded that a few months earlier, or not that long earlier, and then we went in and did all that, but we added that. Because all it came out was on a compilation, so we're like, fuck that, that record's dope. I mean, that song's dope, put that on that record. But I was in Frisco one time, and I went to the headquarters. Uh, Frank Cozen, I'm like, I want to go check that out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I knew everybody worked there, cool people. And I went in there, I flew in, went down there. I'm like, oh, wow. Because it was crazy. It was just, just art shit and his posters and like, you know, vintage TVs and this and radios. Just weird shit everywhere, as you can imagine. But, you know, like going into it, there's like a hole in the wall, like next to the door. Like, I'm like, what happened there? Oh, uh, Frank lost his key, so he punched a hole through the drywall. Open the door. I'm like, what? That's crazy. And I'm in there and I'm like in the bathroom, whatever. And I'm like looking at this other shit. And he comes in and somebody had like broke the antenna off this like weird artwork TV or something he had or this vintage thing. And he like lost it. Like snapped and just berated everybody and ripped everybody an asshole for like five minutes. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just like, oh, shit. I don't think. I don't think he even knows me. I'm just sitting in the corner, like, dude, awkward as fuck. Cause, like, dude, he like flipped the fuck out. I was like, whoa, the hole in the wall makes sense now. And then, you know, kind of snuck out. I'm like, hey, man, let's come back later. And then the the, the people who work there, they're like, hey, uh, yeah, Frank was like, uh, oh, hey, was that Arthur? And I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that was Arthur. He's like, oh. Oh, well, tell him I said hi. Come back. <laughs> All calm and normal. Like, nothing ever happened. But dude, he was like, I'm like, fuck, he's going to. I thought he was going to rip off the other thing and start beating people and shit. Like, he was an artist. I mean, that's. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not bagging him. I'm not dogging him for it. I just, I was like, woo, damn, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, you ask, you know, uh, whoever that worked there, you know, I'm still friends with them. Uh, they're They're cool. You know, uh, what's her name? Lane. Um, she worked there for a long time. And uh, I remember, like, you know, I mean, I have a ton of those posters. Like, it's crazy. I remember her back then. She's like, I have, I go, you know, because I, when I win, I, you know, I want some posters. These shit, I love posters. 
they hook me up with a bunch. He's like, oh yeah, I have a couple of each. That's gonna put my kid through fucking college later. I'm like, mm, you know, you're probably right. Yeah. He he was a cool guy, man. We did the you know South by Southwest and that Troubadour show. We did a few things, and he was always super cool, man. Just a cool nutty dude that liked good music, and you know his label yeah. was the fucking the label. Yeah. of that era of good rock music you know what i mean oh, caius and queens like he started so many fucking red bands mm-hmm. where people look to that label like what's fucking cool underground like that label has helicopters this that just like rad shit like he was just into good music and yeah. you know and it was a no bullshit deal it was 50 50 that's just it here's your money you know not that much cool we'll make that work and 50 50 down the line you it's sell it oh. yeah man and it's like that's yeah. awesome. That's and no bullshit. Yeah. And then when he did close it, he sent us all the CDs he had. He said, hey, man, I'm calling it a day. Here you go. And we got nice. eight, wow. eight billion fucking boxes of fucking CD. I have like three still, like full boxes. Well, I, need them. Huh? I need one. I need one. I'll get you one. I mean, this is like oh. the original pressing with the fucking explicit lyric sticker on oh, it nice. and shit. Oh, yeah. Like 99 or yeah, I was like late 99. Like, give me two of them. One I'll listen to, one I'll keep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give that to you. Yeah, yeah. No, because like, awesome. dude, those go for like 100 bucks and yeah. on eBay and shit like oh, that. Like, give me ten of it's the original <laughs> fucking thing with the explicit yeah. lyric bullshit. I remember like because oh, I was kind of close to that era of the PMRC and all that shit. Yeah. And I remember getting that CD and going, oh, wow. That's kind of fucking annoying. That sucks. But you know what? That's cool too. Ah, fuck you. Because he says right. fuck, you know, a couple times, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, John, I'll hook you up, man. Well, speaking of Urban Coyotes and John here, um, I'm going to put, I want you to play you this real quick, Arthur. This was oh, John. Shit. This is John. John, go ahead and tell, tell the story about your, your little scourge. Oh, there's some, there's some Urban Coyotes. Coyotes. There you go. Out at Lake Las Vegas, Sunday. And I took a walk, did three miles, just walking around. It's a beautiful area out. In the, and I'm driving back up the hill wow. to leave Lake Las Vegas. And fucking, there's coyotes. They don't give a fuck. Out, like that. cars just stop. So, yeah, it was a, three of them. That one right there is creeping around. What part Lake, of Vegas? Lake Las Vegas, which you would not uh, know. What part? East, west? Lake Las Vegas, east. 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 It's over by uh, Lake Mead. Oh, okay. uh, it's a beautiful little area. It's like a plant community uh, that that really didn't ever take off. They're fucking eating all but your now, dogs and cats. That's why they're there. Well, were they feeding them, John? Because I've seen people like, were they throwing stuff? Well, the yeah, someone's throwing. Oh, that's stupid. I don't know if they're throwing them hot dogs or whatever the fuck. But um, when I was on my way out there, there was tremendous amount of construction and stuff like in the middle these desert areas, which is funny because it's not like we got any water. Yeah, right. <laughs> around here. So, yeah. but oh yeah, you just this, fed him I've something. Seen, I've That's seen, not cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen coyotes since I've lived here. I lived up in the suburbs in Seven Hills. I see them at night, uh, but this is the first time I've ever seen them during the day. See that sucks. They're feeding them. Now they're gonna get used to that shit. Yeah, exactly. And they're gonna come in and they're gonna eat your fucking little dog. And I have a little dog, so I have two little dogs. Me and Jetta have two little dogs. And they're gonna come in. They're gonna eat your fucking dogs and cats, man. I mean, they're beautiful. I love them, but like they come in to fucking fuck your shit up. (laughs) 
but that was the pamphlet coping with the urban coyote it was all that how to deal with that and don't feed them and be careful your pets and all that shit because you know they run in packs they'll fuck you when i lived on the ranch when i was a kid like packs of them would come in and we had chickens and all that shit and they would just fucking decimate man they would come in and tear that shit to threads we had like little piglets at one time too they would come in and fucking shred all the piglets it was crazy wow damn yeah my dad would fucking shoot him. He yeah. did what I remember. My little kid was like, you know, fucking probably 50, 75 yards, running full speed. And he went out there, that motherfucker, and nail it. My dad was like this sharpshooter police Olympics uh, competition guy. Yeah. Yeah, you like, you like to shoot. Um, yeah, man. I did uh, a thing this morning for sure. Yeah. I like the competition. I'm like, you know, yeah. end of the world guy where like, I carry every day. I have my CCW. Mm-hmm. I have my permit. I'm legal. Um, I train. I practice and all that. I did a class this morning. But uh, I like the competition. It's fun, man. You know, that's my yeah. whatever. Release or whatever. You yeah, want yeah, to yeah. Do. If it's not music or that, I like to do that. That's my other passion where I, I hey. it's fun. It relaxes me. And mm-hmm. I like to be prepared. The world's getting fucking nuttier. And, uh, you know. We're oh, probably yeah. gonna need that here soon. Um, Good chance of it at this point. <laughs> going, yeah, man, dude. Like seriously, you know? it's like they're they're pushing that on us. They want us. They want it. They want you to do it exactly. They do. Yeah. So you can take them away. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and there's... you pr- you produce some albums as well. If I if I'm not mistaken, you yeah. did Steaks Slab City. Uh, I just had steak here for playing oh, nice. Rock. Two, uh, three, How was that? Yeah, three. Sweet, yeah, they're Success. good guys. Reese's dude, Reese is a smart guy. He does Desert Fest, like so smart. that festival yeah. is such a great yeah. festival. Wow. Uh, last uh, fall when we did it, we did Desert Fest, uh, Belgium. That's one of my favorites. I mean, we've done them all pretty much, but Belgium, yeah, beautiful country, and they have their shit together. That, that fest, that venue you know. is spot on. Everybody, the, the the crew, everybody that works it, like it's. So well done. So well yeah. done. You know, this main stage, we played the main stage. We were first on the main stage. It was fucking awesome. Just treated right. The right people, you know, doing the audio, doing the video. Oh, you guys, uh, here's the video. Mm, send it to you. Boom, boom. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, Everything yeah. like food, this, that, drink, whatever you need. Like, they got it down, man. Yeah, um, man. Yeah. It's I, everywhere. Me and, I was uh, talking to him to do it here, but like uh, we were making progress, and then uh, I think they kind of uh, delayed that. They do the New York one, and I'm like, "Hey, man, let's let's bring it here." I know I got the yeah. perfect place to do it. It'll be fucking dope. Um, they flew out. Yeah. We looked at all the spots, I, and that was the heavy psych sounds weekend, wasn't it? They flew. Uh, out. I think so. Like, um, but. But then they wanted to buy. They wanted to buy land and just have it so they can keep doing it. I'm like, that's cool. Do it. Get it now because it's ain't you know. Right. Nothing's gonna be left. Wow, that's a big investment. Yeah. 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 That's crazy stuff. But that was a great album too, as well. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, John Garcia even was uh, on the song "Pisser" uh, with them. Yeah. uh, What's interesting, Arthur, is Steak added another guitarist. Oh, like what? Three? Are they doing Iron Maiden or what? No, just two. Reese is not playing guitar. Or... Oh, that's right. He was only. That's right. There was only him. And the other guy does some singing as well. Nice. And so it really adds this other layer. Uh, they did an unbelievable set at Vamped. Uh, most, I'd say, people walked away from Planet Ezra Rock talking about 
them. Oh, I bet. Of any band. And, and, and people were blown away. We're like, holy shit, High Desert yeah. Queen just packed in action. And John Garcia was so cool to see him do, you know, acoustic, like right there with us. You know, very intimate and vamped. And there were so many good bands. But Steak was interesting. And when the lighting, they finally figured out, keep the fucking lights down. I, I keep telling, I keep, I, when I look around, I'm like, man. With these kind of music, do not have it bright white yeah, lights all yeah, the time, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And they had it where it was a more of a redder. Yeah, yeah, I, I watched some stuff. Yeah, oh, like cool. It, it's just so memorable, you know, when you can put align those things produ- production-wise. But production's yeah, a big part of it, man. You gotta be so that's why I always bring my yeah, own lights and make sure I know I at least I have something that's gonna be cool and look good with they have nothing or not, or they care or don't care. Yeah. Uh, how you backlined you backlined Planet Desert Rock 2. And then we did, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, right. yeah, yeah. You did all the guitars for all the yeah. and eight European bands coming down. And so, yeah, that was Parker, great. Uh, help, uh, with that, and then we did that show the day before Blant, uh, Stone and Dust did the uh, heavy. God, what the hell did you call it earlier? The show we did. Oh, uh, Sounds of the Heavy. Sounds of yeah. the Heavy. Big day there. Yeah, well. that worked wow, out good, man. Like six, seven bands. That, dude, that show, for my Europe that show worked out so well that they. Tried to steal our date the next year. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With and we those didn't... other people that were throwing a show, because I yeah. told the guy, "Hey, yo, let's say the same date this weekend. Da, 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 da. We'll do this and that, and the other." And then yeah. uh, I hit him up. They're like, "Oh, they uh, they took that date." Right. I'm like, "What?" Yeah. Anyway, there's a whole thing. You know how it is. You know how it is. Those, those different that was those fun. different entities that aren't around anymore, and they split, and then. Uh, it's, right. it's the music business, I, people. I, I, I still have t- people tell me that they really loved that night. Um, it was like for many people, they took the chance and they got the the wisdom of discovery. Yeah, and seeing Saturna, Omega Sun, Green Desert Water. Um, God, I feel like I'm skipping someone. I feel horrible. Dude, everybody, it. what's that one guy with? Uh, he does all the like uh, parody songs now. He's killing it. Oh yeah, Udo from yeah Kaiser. yeah dude yeah, that guy yeah. is killing all Udo's those songs, killing it man. I saw him on Just, some random somebody else posted it on some other like bigger thing. I'm like, dude, I said, hey man, keep it up, dude. You found your niche. Yeah. He's a producer. He's the producer, so he knows how to you know yeah. make things sound a certain way. We'll say, and uh, those are it, it's unbelievable. He mixes Caius totally. from Stone Age one minute and this the next. So. Yeah, we had a lot of talent that day, and uh, yeah, we had that uh, Afrobeat band come over from L.A. Yeah, yeah, I had Colin doing his Diesel Boots things out in the patio. Oh, that's right. yeah. The owner loved it. He fucking he was super stoked. He's like, "Oh, let's do it again. Let me know." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, next year, it's like save the day." Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. I hit him up like, "Hey, make sure yeah. save the day." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that, that other bigger fest like tried to yeah. steal it, yeah. but then they didn't. But then everything went to hell anyway. Yeah, then COVID yeah, hit, and yeah. it all went to hell. There you go. But yeah, we should, we should figure that out, man. That'd be cool. You never know. Yeah, sure. And we'll get you back here sometime or another uh, as well. Uh, it'd be great to get you, Nita, back here. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And I'll be at both shows, man. SoCal Heavy Jam down there's in probably, San Diego. Uh, was so good. There's probably a reasonable flight from New Jersey to Vegas. So yeah. very doable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And it might be for the right situation. I'll actually do a show in Vegas, and that would be 
the kind to do and have a good runway for it so people yeah, know absolutely, about it. Absolutely. You know, well, I you know, we'll like talk that. about like when this uh these early Unita songs come out and stuff like that. We'll do something cool. Because we're going to put those four. Um, we're just figuring out artwork. It's, it's kind of slow because some people take a little longer to make decisions yep. and all yep. that. So everything's the music's yes. done. It's just like, all right, let's figure out. I, I found some old flyers from that era that, you know, say 13. Because we did a bunch of shows under that moniker. Um, so we're just going to put out something cool, find some old, you know, decide on like, oh, I've got I've got the archives, dude. I've got. I've got us live at CBGB's. I got us live at Hellfest. I got us live at all this crazy shit. Just picking the ones that everybody likes um, to add some cool stuff to those. And, you know, I've got crazy demo versions of stuff. Like, I have all the original demos from that Sony record that we did here in my place on like a fucking 8 that player, 8 channel fucking DA78 and stuff that are really cool. Right. Um, yeah, man, you're, you're loaded to bear, so I think people are really gonna uh, get to see. A I'm lot just trying to get all that course. stuff out there. Do the you need stuff and these new, and then the new you need songs, and then let's sit down with Joe yeah. and Mike and figure out the HOBP stuff. And then you said you have a solo solo. Record I'm doing a solo of? record. I got a bunch of songs done. Um, my girlfriend. Um, we're doing some stuff, some songs together too. That's gonna be part of my soul stuff or stuff that we do because she's a fucking phenomenal singer. Um, so I'm just I'm gathering everything and then just trying to plan it right. Because like I said in the beginning, yeah. adulting, you know, my mom's at the age where you know she's 88. I've been taking care of her for like three years straight, like you know every meal and this and that and diapers and stuff. I finally came to a point where, you know, she needs more help than I can do. So I have her in that right. hospice and stuff. Uh, and then her house con wow. fire. So I've been Sorry dealing with that, that. like sure, total man. loss, you know, gutted it to the studs, stuff like oh, that. No. Adulting where it's like took two years to get the permits from the city just to even start. You know what I mean? Like everything's like insane. Yeah. Like, so yeah, man. Pain. Oh, dude, the bureaucracy and red tape is phenomenal it's exactly. so and it's so pain it's like man i'm just trying to get it done I'm trying to get like you know and the insurance cancels the policy but they still have to cough up yep and it's just this and yep. everything's like, okay i did the roof oh but two you said 10 but these three no what and like hey man you said this i spent nine thousand on plans uh dude like the, the insane insane yeah. you need to permit yeah. to wipe your ass you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah. doghouse. Need a permit. Yeah, right. uh, fucking, the rear neighbor's nuts. He's like throwing rocks on my contract. Just, dude, like <laughs> beyond, like, be, it's like, what the? I'm just trying to get the fucking thing done. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you know, it's very admirable that you are and everything. I have much respect for you, Thank my you. friend. And uh, just keep doing the doing the thing. And I, I think that you and I both agree. And I think Matt's right there with us. You need a uh, that music needs to be heard. Yeah, oh yeah, needs to be heard live. That's why I'm doing it, and and I'm going to keep pushing you that it's important to get it on Spotify. Um, it's a very important medium. I know you just don't think about. What I'll get it there. Like I said, we're getting. Got to get it on there because yeah, finally got the automatic. rights back to everything where we had to wipe yeah, it all mm-hmm. and yeah. then put it on yeah. as that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where Ripple's I mean, gonna come to play. Be, we've been talking to yeah. to them, and 
Todd. Yeah, the Todd. And he's yep. super cool and gets it. And uh, I think I introduced you to him. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah, I mean, I fully was aware of, you know, yeah. they're the. The one of them. Yeah. Him and Heavy Psych sure. and Easy Rider and, you know. Yeah, I think Ripple has a great reputation. Todd has a great reputation. That's oh, why we, we lean to them because, you know, not he's everybody right. has a great reputation. He has a great reputation. We've talked to him. He's really cool. He's a big cult head, too. So we're like, oh, the cult is not right. You know, oh, yeah. so that's probably, well, that's definitely going to be where we're going to get a lot of this stuff out. And, you know, same thing. Cool, like, man's ruined deal. Positive deal. Mm-hmm. X mm-hmm. amount of time. Get it back. No bullshit. Oh, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Let's just get this stuff out so people can hear it and you this new it. stuff and the old stuff. And yeah, Ripple's yeah. really it. Uh, they're doing something with Romana right now, which of course is John's yeah, yeah. Uh, last project before doing the solo stuff. And Obsessed is coming up. Yeah. So it's, you know, we know Heavy Psych, they have a lot of the desert heads, uh, you know, the Brants and, and some of those folks like that. Yanni Man, I think. But, uh, Ripple is carving up this these certain big players as well, so I think it's really yeah they got cool a good vibe. Bad, we did some stuff with Heavy yeah, Psych, yeah. and they're cool people, but uh, Ripple just seems like a, a nicer fit. Um, and it's going to be the catalyst uh, for, like I said, my whole point of this is to get that Sony uh, official release, whatever it may be. Sell it to us, sell it to Ripple, it is, sell yeah. it to whoever, sell it to me, give it to me, or put the fucking thing out and just get it cool. out. Right? Yeah. Like you're gonna make money, and or and if you don't give a fuck, then just give it to me for ten bucks and <laughs> thanks. Yeah. You know, we'll see. I'll make Let's it happen. I will make it happen. Yeah, I made it happen already. I'm gonna make it happen again. Oh yeah, yeah man. <laughs> oh yeah. So awesome. Fighting the fight, I'm not afraid. Good things. A lot of good things yeah. coming up. It's been like I said, man. Like uh, COVID was good for me. Where I got to cleanse all the fucking negativity and like the bad yeah. shit and like take a break and not feel bad about taking a break. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm in a good spot. I'm getting the things done, you know, mom stuff, house stuff, this stuff, parking lot stuff, like girl stuff, Jetta, you know, just yeah. everything. It, it's a good thing. Like we're good for each other too. It's like Zen. It's like Zen time. And like, let's get all this thing. Let's get all these things done and, and just be positive and be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to keep all no, the negative yeah. shit. Eh, negative. No, done. That's yeah. don't have time. Cool. Don't have time and energy for that. Let's let's kick ass and that's it. Well, thanks so much for uh, right, coming yeah. on, Arthur. Always a pleasure. Really Thank you so much. It. I'm not yep my ass off, but I guess that's the point of this. Yeah, and, the point uh, of it, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I got plenty more stories. You just let me know. Oh yeah.